And as you know, we have a have an event coming up, a Father's Heart School. And I asked Kay to, if she would be willing to share a testimony of um, how she's been impacted by that particular ministry. And so I'm going to ask Kay to come on up. She makes her way around. Guys, let's give it up for Kay. All right, good morning. Um, Pastor CJ asked me to share a Father's Heart testimony. And um, I'm going to give you the real short one first. Short testimony is, I was really jacked up. I didn't even know it. Then I went through Father's Heart, and now I'm jacked up. And at least I know I am, right? So... So, uh, yeah, so no, Father's Heart is um, awesome. It does reveal the roots in us, you know, and it, and it kind of just exposes what's going on inside and the reasons why we, we react. And so I was thinking about what testimony I could share, and the good problem was I have a bunch of them to choose from. Um, so I was going to share something from that happened, like, in the class. So we're talking about the Father's Heart class. It's going to be here in a couple weeks, and we come in, and it's, it's like a school. We're learning the principles and stuff. And so I want to share a testimony out of that, but then I thought it would be better to actually share a testimony after, like long after the school, because the cool thing about this class is it, it equips you with tools that you're going to use for the rest of your life. Like like these things, I use this probably every day. You know, I've got the forgiveness prayer hanging all over my house, and uh, we do this stuff all the time. So it does two things. One thing is it it equips you to work out, to allow the Holy Spirit to work healing in your heart, and it equips you to help other people. So um, I wanted to share a little testimony. Um, it, it was just here recently, actually. I was hanging out with uh, my friend back there, the Persian Oki guy. And, um, you know, we, we have uh, we've had a few arguments, you know, not many. But we had this one little argument. And so in this argument, it was like the reaction was kind of this weird reaction, you know. And it was like an overreaction. Have you guys ever experienced like an overreaction to some small thing? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So so it was this overreaction. And and in this moment, it was like my heart did that little like thing, you know. Like when the Holy Spirit's like, you know, something's going on here. And so we... We left and went somewhere, and, and we were both a little bit angry, you know. And I was like, you know what? I think there's something deeper here. This is not just a reaction to, you know, me not responding to your text or whatever. This is, there's something a little bit deeper. And so I was like, why don't we, like, go somewhere and, and work this out? And so so we did, and um, and we just asked the Holy Spirit. We're like, Holy Spirit, what's going on here? You know, is there something deeper? And uh, it turns out, man, Holy Spirit just, like, opened up like three memories in Omid, like three memories where he had felt this exact same thing, where he'd felt the same reaction. And, um, and so right there, you know, and I've been in, I've been in that place. We've had times when it was switched, but, um, but so he was like going through this and, and I was like, you know what, we can either get bitter or we can get better. You know, in times where we're feeling that, we can either get bitter or better. And so we decided to get better. And so we um, we worked through it. And so one thing with the Father's heart is you go back to those memories and you forgive. So we went back and, you know, forgave parents, forgave siblings, forgave ourselves, you know, and did that and came out of it. And now, instead of having this time that was would have been an argument and, like, this, you know, thing in our relationship, now it just, like, made it even stronger and it became a healing time in this awesome testimony, you know. And so, um, and it, the roles have been reversed, you know. It's been times when I had stuff going on. Um, just recently I had, 
it was like this extreme um, pressure and stuff going on with um, just like responding to ways that my family had responded. And I was like, man, this is like more pressure than should be here, you know. And Omid was like, I think you might have some parental inversion going on, you know. And that's that's like a father's heart term where the kids kind of take the role of the parents and try to make everything uh, work out and stuff. And so, and so we prayed through that. And so it's just like, you can work through it yourself and you can work through it in relationships. And, um, there's also been thousands of times when I would just be at home by myself and it was like, why am I responding this way? Why am I overreacting? And you ask the Holy Spirit, just get with God and he's going to take you to a memory and use these father heart tools to be able to, to heal it. And instead of a wound, it becomes a testimony and it allows God in, and wherever God has access, he heals. And so I just want to, with everything in me, I want to encourage you guys, everyone needs to go through Father's Heart, and it's so worth it, so worth the time, and it's going to be tools that you're going to use years and years later. So, Thank you. Awesome. Okay, if you, um, in the bulletin, you should have found, or it should be one of these blue cards. Um, if you're a teen or older, make sure you have one of these. Does anybody not have one of these? Okay, go ahead and hold it up so I can see that you're that we're on the same page here. All right. Okay. What I want to share real quickly in a shorter sermon. I'm not going to say the shortest sermon I ever preached, but it's going to be a shorter sermon than normal. What I want to share is I want to, I want to give you five reasons why you ought to participate in this Father's Heart School. Five reasons why you ought to participate in this Father's Heart School. Number one, you have the opportunity to benefit and be trained from an effective five-fold ministry teaching gift. You have the opportunity to be Trained from an effective fivefold ministry teaching gift. I'm going to read out of Ephesians chapter 4. It says, Now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. This is a teaching ministry that we're going to be uh, offering and, and sharing. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do His work and build up the church, the body of Christ. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ, then we will no longer be immature. I want to stop right there. The purpose of the fivefold ministry is to equip us to do the work of the ministry, to help us become mature so that we don't stay immature. Do you realize that you can be, you can be born again for 20 years and still be immature? Do you realize that? Just because I've been a Christian for 30 years, which I have been, almost, not quite. Just because I've been a Christian for that long doesn't mean I'm mature. And we can assume that because I've been saved for a long time, then hey, I'm good. And that's not necessarily the case. And so God gave gifts. And you know, when it talks about the fivefold ministry, it's gifts that Jesus gave to the church. And it's gifts that he expects us to to embrace and receive from. And I want to say something. I believe it's a prophetic statement. There are a number of you here right now, and you may not even realize it yet because the Lord hasn't revealed it to you yet. Maybe he has. But there are a number of you here that will be called into the fivefold ministry. 
you have that fivefold ministry gift already in you. But God wants to mature and grow you so that you can be effective in fulfilling that calling. And just because, even if you know that you're fivefold and say, hey, I'm one of the fivefold. I know God's called me to be an evangelist or pastor or an apostle or whatever. All of us need to benefit from all the fivefold ministry gifts. Just because I'm a pastor doesn't mean, okay, this is a teaching gift that we're bringing to New Covenant for you guys, but I'm good. That's not the case. As a matter of fact, I've benefited, and I'll be sharing a little bit more about that, but I've benefited tremendously from this school. And that's why I'm so passionate about us bringing this again and you having the opportunity to participate and receive uh, from this ministry. So number one, you will have the opportunity to benefit and be trained from an effective fivefold ministry teaching gift. The second reason why you ought to participate, you will learn principles that will empower you to deal with and overcome your issues. Everybody say issues. How many of you have ever said, man, that dude's got issues? Or that girl's got issues? What do we mean by when we say that? Because, of course, now we don't have issues, but everybody else has issues, right? They got issues. They got problems. They got things in their lives that, that are causing problems, holding us or them back from greater effectiveness. But here's the deal. You know, like Kay was saying, and I appreciate her saying, you know, she went through this. She, she went through this and came out realizing she had more issues. And that's one thing true about this. A lot of us can be blind to the fact that we have issues in our hearts. We think, hey, I'm good. I haven't killed anybody, so I'm good. Like murder is the only issue that a person would have. But it's important for us to realize that we do have things in our hearts, in our lives that are. And it's not maybe. This is not a you might have some things going on in your life. This is you do. Okay, let me explain this. If you grew up. With two parents or one parent, or maybe you were in a, in a, in the state's custody, or you grew up in a home or an institution or anything. If you grew up in any of those situations, you have issues. <laughs> so if you did not grow up in any kind of environment like that, then you're probably exempt from issues. Okay? Because if you were raised by parents, they had issues. And have issues. They have imperfections. They have faults. They have problems, challenges. And so they impacted you. If you were abused, you have issues. If you were not abused, you have issues. I was not abused. I wasn't abused um, physically or emotionally as far as I know. I wasn't abused. But I didn't realize. But I, I mean, I came to realize that I have issues. Issues, capital I. I remember when when we were first bringing this ministry to the church. And Pastor Dale was talking to the staff and saying that he wanted all of us to go to this Father's Heart School. To the Father's Heart School. Thank you. And I was, he didn't know it because I wasn't going to tell him, but I was having attitude problems. Because I didn't want to go to this because I didn't think I needed it. It was going to be a waste of time. Because I don't have it. You know, this is a school that talks about and deals with issues and I didn't have any issues. Because I wasn't abused and all that kind of stuff. So I, you know, I figured that it, only you, only if you go through hard circumstances do you have issues that's what i thought and that's not the case but i went to this school fortunately i got my heart right and my attitude right before the school started because the lord 
tapped me on the shoulders and said, look, buddy, you got a bad attitude. And he gave me the grace. I repented of that attitude. And I went to this school and I was amazed, amazed at the issues that I realized I had. I was like, oh, my goodness. I can't believe this. You know, there was, I have five boys and a girl. And it was interesting because as my boys began to reach a certain age, You know, before that age, I was able to be closer to them and, you know, somewhat affectionate. But it seemed like when they, re- when they reached a certain age, all of a sudden, I began to emotionally put my hand out like this. And I was wondering why I couldn't get them to be close to me while I was sticking out my emotional hand. And I never understood why until I went to Father's Heart School. And it blasted me in the face. I'm like, oh my goodness, I can't, I didn't realize that it was something that was going on in my life was affecting and impacting my sons, my relationship with my sons. And so if you go to Father's Heart School, you will learn the issues that, that we have that is and are impacting our families. Romans chapter 12, 1 through 3. And so, and so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. This is the New Living Translation. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. See, here's a problem that we have. Our normal needs to be adjusted. You can think that your normal is normal and okay. And your normal can be jacked up. Totally messed up. But we may not realize it until because what we do is we compare ourselves to other people. We look at, look at other people that we consider really messed up. We look at them and we say, man, at least I'm not like that. At least I'm not doing that. And so because we compare ourselves with them and we say, I'm good. I don't have much need. But what happens is, is we, whatever we've gone through, we've been um, molded by that. Our thinking process, what we think is okay and acceptable And until we allow God's word, until we compare ourselves to God's standard. See, God is wanting to conform us into the image of Jesus. He's wanting us to make us more like him. And so when we look at him and we let the Holy Spirit reveal to us how we should be, then we realize, oh my goodness, I really need to change. Our thinking needs to change. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect because of the privilege and authority God has given me. I give each of you this warning. Don't think you are better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves, measuring yourselves by the faith God has given us. Don't think of yourselves better than you are. And see, we as Christians, we think, okay, I got saved. I prayed the prayer. I'm going to Bible study. I study my Bible every day. I'm good. And that is good to do those things. But the Bible also tells us to work out our salvation with fear and trembling. In other words, there's a process that we need to participate with God in so that we're going to grow, that we're going to grow in maturity. And as, as the more we participate in that process, 
the faster we're going to mature. The more we avoid that, avoid our issues, avoid dealing with and allowing the Holy Spirit to deal with our hearts and our soul issues, then the longer we're going to stay immature. That's why you can meet Christians that are older and they seem to have the mentality of like a teenager. Have you met an adult before, maybe 30, 40 years old, and they seem like a 16-year-old? Now, there's nothing wrong with being a 16-year-old if you're 16. But if you're 45, then we got problems. But people get emotionally stuck because they have things going on in their lives and they don't realize it. And please don't misunderstand me. I'm not trying to present this Father's Heart School as a fix-all. That, man, you go to this and you're going to be done. You're going to be fixed. If that were the case, we can charge thousands and thousands of dollars for this class, couldn't we? But that's not the case. Coming to this class is a practical way for you to participate in God working in your heart and revealing issues so you can allow him to heal you of those things. So you can be stronger and move forward in his purposes. Number three, you will become better equipped to lead others by example. Matthew 7, verse 3 through 5, it says, Why do you look at the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, Let me take the speck out of your eye, and behold, the log is in your own eye? You hypocrite, first take the log out of your own eye, then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. Participating in this class will help you become qualified for plank removal ministry. This will help qualify you for plank removal ministry. In other words, when you begin to deal with your own stuff, then not only will you be more effective in helping others, but then the Bible says you'll be able to see more clearly. More clearly. But here's what we have a tendency to do. We avoid the things that's going on in us, but we think we see clearly what's going on in other people. And we want to help them get fixed. I mean, I think it's interesting that sometimes you'll find counselors or people who are in. Now, I'm a sociologist by trade as far as that's the the um, training I received at OSU. And I find it interesting that people who are in that profession as far as sociologists or counselors or psychologists and everything. Some of them are kind of strange people. And what I mean by that is their profession in their heart is to help the, the clients. But they themselves can be pretty jacked up. I mean, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, what is, that's kind of strange. What is that? And what I believe it is, is they have not allowed God to fully heal and minister to them effectively. They've probably come out of, and I'm speaking generally, they've come out of some very challenging situations. I would tend to guess that most counselors have come out of very bad situations. And they, they have a compassion to help other people who have, who have been in, in similar or, or crazy situations. So they have a desire to help people. And that's great. Our desire should be to help people, to make disciples. But we have to first allow God minister to us and help us with the things that we're going through. And the, one of the biggest things is we have to realize, we have to take it by faith that we all have issues that need to be dealt with. Take it by faith. If you don't believe you do, just take it by faith. And say, okay, I'm going to take it by faith that I have issues that need to be dealt with. And allow God to help you in that. 
Number four, you have the opportunity to become equipped so as to not be a victim of one of the biggest Christian sideliners. Out of the many years that I've been a Christian, and many of you know I love to hang out, talk to, socialize with people. I just love, I love street ministry. I love things like that. I've talked to a lot of people. And there's one thing that I find in common with a lot of people who used to go to church, who grew up in church, and you, the conversation gets on going to church. What am I say? Yeah, I used to go to church, but I don't anymore because. And there's a general underlying reason why many of them do not attend church anymore. Matthew 24, verse 9 through 13, it says, this is Jesus talking about the end times. I find this pretty interesting. One of the characteristics of the end times. Then they will deliver you to tribulation and kill you. Now, this is Jesus talking about the persecution that is that his followers are going to experience in the last days. And you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And then many will be offended. Will betray one another and will hate one another. Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And because lawlessness will abound, the love... Of many will grow cold, but he who endures to the end shall be saved. I find it interesting that it talks about when Jesus is talking about the last days and things that are going on. And there's more to it. He talks about all kinds of things. But he says many will be offended. Offended. I believe from my research, my limited research and analysis, that is one of the biggest sideliners in the body of Christ is offense. Offense. People taking up offense. Some of you are just one offense away from quitting. Do you know people who it seems like no matter what you do or say, they seem to get upset or get offended at you or get offended with people? Some people are walking offenses, just waiting to happen. They're just waiting for an offense to happen. They won't have a good day unless an offense happens. Is offense worth your calling? And I'm not just talking about big offenses. See, you can get offended and say, well, I'm not going to that church because I was offended by the pastor. I was offended by the people. They're all a bunch of hypocrites. I'm not going there anymore. So I'm going to go to another church. Thinking that you left all the offenses behind. Isn't that kind of silly to think that? Well, I got offended at that church. So I'm going to go to this church. Looks like a bunch of nice people. Be careful. And I'm going to say something that you can take by faith. I will offend you. Not on purpose, unless I'm having a bad hair day. Okay, I'm good today. You guys are okay today. What do I mean by that? There's going to be something that I can say or do or not do or forget to do or neglect to do. And it can hurt your feelings. It can offend you can make you upset because I'm not perfect. I don't have all my issues fixed yet. And so thinking that this place is a safe place where you won't be offended is not true. You will be offended. If you hang around with people more than 10 minutes, you're probably going to be offended. Now, of course, some offenses are bigger than others. But if you... Do not learn how to deal with offenses effectively. 
then it's just a matter of time before your side, you're, you're derailed. I talked to many, 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 many people who have been offended. And of course, not only do they quit going to that church, but they just quit going to church in general. They just kind of, well, I have a relationship with God, me and God by myself. Now, can they be a Christian? Yes. Will they be an effective, mature Christian? No. Because the Bible says Jesus gave gifts to the church for this purpose, to equip the saints. If you remove yourself from the body of Christ, if you remove yourself from fellowship, then you are missing out on the on the equipping and training that the Holy Spirit has for your life. And it's not just the fivefold ministry that you're going to be receiving equipping and encouragement from. It's the body of Christ. We need each other. Every one of us has to play our part. When we do play our part, when we're healthy, see, it's not just about you. Is that okay to say that? It's not just about you. In other words, me getting my issues healed, you getting healed, you becoming stronger, it's not just for your sake. But it's for the sake of your brothers and sisters around you, and it's for the sake of the people that God wants to reach through you. So if you love people and want to be effective in helping people, then you have to let God work in your heart. Taking this class, you will learn to walk in the power and freedom of forgiveness. Although Father's heart is not just about forgiveness, because some people say, oh, well, forgiveness, I know about that. I don't need to click this class. I don't need to pay $35 just to learn about forgiveness. Well, first of all, yes, you do. Because we don't have forgiveness down. Just because we think, oh, I know about forgiveness. I've read the scriptures. I forgive. There's more to it than just that. You know, when my parents got divorced at age 11, when I was, they weren't 11, I was 11. Just making sure you're paying attention. I was 11 when my parents got divorced. That right there started some major issues in my life. Not because my parents got divorced, but because of the judgments that I formed against my parents when they got divorced. And if you were paying attention, you might remember that I said that I was having problems with my sons as they became age, I don't know if I ever said the age, but it was age 11. When they turned 11, that's when all of a sudden the emotional block, roadblock came up between them and me. I was 11 when my parents were divorced. Interesting correlation, huh? Never knew that, but learning that has helped me to overcome a lot of things. There are things that you do in your life. There are things that you do. There are reactions that you have that you have no reason why you act this way. There's no reason why you react when you hear Someone screaming or whatever and, and, and things just go haywire inside of you. It's like, why do I do this? Why does, when my wife said that, it just drives me into a rage. What's going on? Well, come and learn and find out. Come learn and find out. But you will learn to walk in the power and freedom of forgiveness. You know, it's amazing. It's interesting. How many of you guys, I don't know how many are left, but you might have noticed in the stalls, they used to be on all the stalls, because someone put them up in there. But on all the stalls, 
in the bathrooms, there were the, the hearts, the father's heart prayer. The forgiveness prayer was up. Anybody notice those? Now, I know that if you admit that, you're saying, yes, I've used the bathroom in the church before. <laughs> and I know you might be embarrassed to say that. But it's amazing that we've had, had so many comments from visitors. People, even at the, the funeral we just had, a lady came up and said, she, she called it a poem. She goes, that poem that's in the, in the stall, can I get a copy of that? I said, go ahead and take that one. You can have that. But that resonates with people. That is a very powerful tool that you can receive. And number five, the fifth reason why you ought to strongly consider participating in the Father's Heart School is you have the opportunity to walk in fullness and power of the Word of God. Namely, being able to love people like God loves people. One of the biggest things that I see will come out of this is you being able to love people the way God loves you and loves people. Here's why. Because you're going to begin to understand the heart of God's love towards you. When you have these issues, see, many of us have issues that are basically hindrances to receiving God's love. If I have issues with my dad, then I'm going to have issues with God. I may not realize I have issues with my dad. Once I realize I have issues with my dad and I deal with those issues, then guess what? The issues with my heavenly father are going to begin to be minimized. So then God's love towards me, I realize that his thoughts towards me, his love for me is real. And I become more convinced. And then I begin to trust him more. See, many of us have trust issues. Some of you have admitted, yes, I have trust issues. Do you realize that if you have trust issues, it is not just limited to you trusting people. It is you have trust issues, issues with God. So if you confess that you have trust issues, then you are confessing that you have trust issues with God. And if you have trust issues issues with him, then you're definitely going to be hindered in your relationship with him. Would you agree with that? So we want to remove those trust issues. Psalms 139, it says, verse 23 and 34, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxieties and see if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the everlasting way. We need to have a heart that says, God, search me. I give you permission to check out what's going on in me. Help me realize what's going on so that I can repent from and turn away from this so I can allow you to heal what's going on in me so I can be more effective, more fruitful for your kingdom. Last thing I want to share is that even to this day, and I was sharing this with, I can't remember who I was sharing this with actually. It was recently. But the most challenging time in my life that I look back upon I also look back upon now as the most victorious and most powerful time in my life the time when my relationship with God went up a bunch of notches because I realized the reality of God in a wonderful way and it was when I was in a a bad situation a hard situation some of you might say that's not a hard situation well it was for me when I was in this difficult situation Because I was doing the right thing, found myself in a bad situation because I was doing the right thing, being accused, trying to be sued, all these things because I was doing the right thing. And I was becoming angry and frustrated. And I wanted to use some righteous indignation on people. But in that situation, I remember the Holy, because I was like, I had a way of escape. I could have left. 
I could have left that situation and just washed my hands of it. But I remember a man of God challenging me and saying, are you going to run or are you going to do the right thing? It's like, don't ask me that question. And I remember the Lord asking me, he says, will you stay in this situation and allow me to work through you in this situation? It was the most difficult challenge I went through. But because I had the tools that I received from the Father's Heart ministry, I was able to allow the Holy Spirit to work in me in wonderful ways. And I even got to the point to where not only did I fall in love with my enemies, but I was able to bless them wholeheartedly. To bless them. I mean, people that I was angry, that I was, I would have been happy for them to go straight to hell. You know what I'm talking about? I mean, that kind of frustration and anger was building in my heart. I would have held the door open for them. And help them pack their bags and everything. And see, some of you have people in your heart that you feel the same way about. But not only did the Lord turn that hatred and anger, He turned it to love to where I was, I began to pray for them passionately, crying out on their behalf, asking God to save them. And and every time I think of them, I bless, I say, God, I pray that you would overwhelm them with your love, that they can't take any more of it, that they just have to submit to you, that they would realize how much you love them. Now, that was a supernatural work in my heart. That wasn't something I saw the scripture and said, okay, God, I'm going to love my neighbors like you said. But as I was allowing him to work in me, I was able to, and then I wanted to. And that's what he wants to do in every single one of us. Can you imagine if every single one of us in here were able to love our enemies, can you imagine what that alone would do to this community? I mean, just imagine if we begin to love our enemies the way Jesus loves us. Imagine what that would do to this community. And this school offers the tools, those kind of tools that will help us move in that direction. So closing with this, I went three minutes over than I was intending. This card, if you want to participate in this school, you don't have to pay today. I'm not asking you to turn in your money in today. But I'm asking you to write your name on here, your email and your cell phone number. And I'm going to take these cards up in a minute. Um, What I'm excited about is if we all participate in this, then imagine as a church family how we will leap forward in powerful ways. We all receive the same information. We're on the same page. And we're allowing God to do his work in us the way he wants. Let's stand together. What I'm asking you to do before you leave, we're going to pray and dismiss. And we're going to head into the fellowship area and have some, some food and fellowship together. If you would put this card, just fill it out and put it on the end of a row and just leave it there. And then we'll pick them up. As you go, and if you need a card, raise your hand, and, and we have some, uh, Caleb has some cards that he's going to pass out. Anybody need one? Chris has got some over here. And Ken, uh, Mike has some pens. Anybody need a writing utensil? If you've already signed up, then you don't need to sign up again. If you've already, like, the sign-up sheet out in the hallway, you don't have to do that again. We got you. Okay, let's pray. Father, we thank you that you are passionate about us. And you displayed that passion by sending Jesus to the cross. And him being willing to give up his life for us. And Lord, you are also passionate about us being free, being equipped, 
Lord, being free to know your love and being free to not get tangled by offenses and bitterness, but free to walk in your love so that others can be free. That's what we want, Father. We want to cooperate with you and allow you to do that kind of work in our hearts. Lord, we love you, we thank you, and we thank you for the opportunities that you bring our way. We thank you that you have our best interest in mind. We bless you. We thank you. Father, we ask your blessing upon the food that we're about to receive. We ask you to bless it. We ask you to bless our fellowship and let relationships and fellowship glorify you and just be a wonderful time this afternoon. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.